Welcome back to Look Who's Talking. I hope you remembered the Titans. They're building a Death Star in Las Vegas for the Raiders, and Darth Brady could be on the way. And the big chief, Andy Reid, he's ready for all of them. Here we go! Freestyle. Rock the microphone. Straight from the top of my dome. Welcome back to Look Who's Talking, everybody. Happy to be back with you here on this beautiful, beautiful day. Uh, wherever you're listening, all over the world, ni hao, previet, hola, bonjour, and... Bonagam. Which is Sri Lankan. Learning stuff. It's playoff football, playoff season. Uh, hope you had a great weekend watching football wherever you are. If you're a Bills fan, I'm sorry. We're all sorry. Everybody's sorry. Uh, even Josh Allen's sorry. Laterals are fun, but they're not for everyone. They're not all the time, you know? Uh, it's like that flashy suit you have. It's great uh, for St. Patrick's Day, you know? Not great for one of your best friend's weddings, all right? It's not about you, Josh, you know? It was about Buffalo. And you played great. You're still our QB. But God, that was tough to watch. And watch, I didn't really even do. (laughs) Uh, Yo, Bill's Mafia, holy fuck. Yeah. It, It feels like two months ago. It feel like the game, the loss, was two months ago. It, everything happened so quick because the next game kicked off ASAP. Like two minutes later. And there was just this total heartbreak where I just shut it all out. No post game, no highlights. You know, just what you said, like, sorry. Yeah. Everybody's sorry. The fans, <laughs> Alan, you nailed it. They like, played so good. Even the Even Deshaun's best play of the game was this double sack that just happened to keep him up because they hit him from both sides of his body. I mean, come on. They, they, you, uh, it sucks when you, when you do your job too good. I was saying something unpopular on Saturday, you know, amongst you, the masses. You tend to do that. <laughs> amongst the masses here at Centennial. Yeah, big crowd out, shout out, all the Look Who's Talkers that took the open invite. Yes. Up to a dirty dozen here. Yeah. place was slam jam, bro, and felt every ounce of that heartbreak. But uh, I was saying that Deshaun is the chosen one <laughs> because when God has a choice, he chooses Deshaun, right? Like, I'm not saying he's th- the miracle boy who's going to go into KC and win this week. Right. But he gave him a break, and we all saw him do it against Bama twice, and he's just, fuck. He's really good. He's really good, and... Houston's not. <laughs> and it's That's what I'm saying. Houston's not. No. Deshaun is great. Is great. He's got a great he's got a great receiver. And uh anyway, it was tough to watch. When the the ones that you had that you had in your hand and you let go, those are even tougher than the ones where you just get beat down. Uh like like the Falcons, they'll never live down that Super Bowl ever. You had it, you let it walk away. Not quite that bad. But still uh still no bueno. Uh, better luck next year's Bill fans. Ne- better luck next year, Bills fans. But you know what? At the start of the year, if I had said, hey, you're going to get double-digit victories and uh, lose a really tight game in Houston in the playoffs, you- yeah, you'd probably take that. It's like my buddy Zach, who just got married this weekend. Congratulations. I was the pastor <laughs> uh, who married them. A lot of fun. Nerve-wracking experience. But uh, we got it done. It was a solid crew. So uh, spill some beans, Padre. How was the uh, – <laughs> everything going smooth? Dude, it was great. It was great. You didn't choke the chicken? No. Uh, they kept it pretty light. They, they said, Jeff, we, just, you know, we want you to do, do it your way, which is, it's like helpful but not helpful at the same time because I don't have a way. I've never done this before. I, uh, 
I'm not a priest. <laughs> but uh, aren't you? No, I'm not. But speaking of my buddy Zach, I once said to him, because the guy likes to speed like, like a demon everywhere, whether he's going to his cottage, whether he's going to Golden BC on a random road trip in his truck, or dude, go to the groceries. He generally goes an average of about 34, you know, above the speed limit. And for about two full years, he didn't get a speeding ticket. He came home one night. I think I told the story before. And he's like, I got a $250 speeding ticket, man. This is bullshit. I'm like, you sped every day for about two years straight. If I had told you that, hey, you get to speed every day for two years, could it cost you 250 bucks? And wouldn't that be awesome? He's like, that is awesome. I'm like, there you go. So it just depends on how you look at it. Uh, So cheer up, Bills fans. There is always next year. And for the first time in a long time, next year looks super bright. So congratulations on a great season. And speaking of great seasons that aren't over, I predicted last week uh, that you that the Titans would be the team that you would not remember. Because Billy B, as you like to say, Mike, uh, and Tom Brady would, uh, would get it done at home. And Vegas was with me. The spread moved all the way up to five. And uh, Derrick Henry and Coach Rabel, the weirdo, said, no bueno, not today. They let the weirdo into the party. Now he's got everybody's attention. Nobody knows what he's going to do next. And, yo, who knows? Also, the only, sometimes the only way to beat the man is to, like, you know, join him, as they say. How about beating Belichick with his own clock trick? I mean, it's been talked about a lot, but B- Bill Belichick did the same sort of thing in October against the Jets. He was somewhat, the game was some more in que- less in question, and he was kind of just, you know, trying to basically maybe not have any injuries and just let's just end this stupid game. We're up by 10. You're going to try a couple lateral plays. We're not going to let you do it. And he kind of smirked. And the football gods don't like when you smirk. When you're fucking with the, the rules a little bit and you're bending these rules like the Patriots love to do, uh, see deflation, all forms of videotaping and other stuff, I'm sure. Uh, the football gods get back, back at you. And Vrabel looks like a football god, doesn't he? Preach, Reverend Hewlett. <laughs> Reverend Hewlett, preach and, to the football uh, gods. You got to admit when you're wrong, I was wrong. And Tom, in an interview with Peter King afterwards, said he kind of saw this coming. Almost. He didn't really say that, but he wasn't surprised. Huck Daddy, who was very fired up at the wedding. I thought it was the Jagermeister, but it turned out to be the score. A bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> um. Just wanted to remind you of this. This is probably news that doesn't matter, like back in the summer. Yep. Mike Vrabel said he would cut off his dick for a Super Bowl win. (laughs) Oh, my God. I saw that in the uh, Bleacher Report, uh, Gridiron Heights, like the little cartoons that we referenced a lot. Uh, Absolutely. VOG loves them. This week's is great. Vrabel walks into like the wild card poker room. Post it. I want you to post it. I'll repost it. And uh, don't say that with such with such anger. Okay, oh, yeah, we'll get to that later. <laughs> I sh- I show up back from the wedding, and weird Mike's. He's like, we're watching football on Sunday. He's like, hey, there's a there's a little thing over there on the table, and he's got all the look who's talkers to, in attendance to, on Saturday to vote on whether weird Mike should get Instagram access back. And there was six yeses and five noes. So, uh, correction, it was six yeses, four noes, two abstain. Yes. And one foe. And he casually mentioned about an hour into the football watching that three of the votes were by non-present Look Who's Talkers. And Incorrect. May have been called in. Incorrect. Could have been just created by Mike. We're not sure. 
Anyway. Look at all their signatures, bro. Long story short, we're going to post this fucking cartoon because it's really funny. <laughs> and Vrabel walks in literally into the wild card poker room where everyone's surprised Tom Brady's there. And he's like, I'll cut off my dick for a Super Bowl. And as they're playing poker, he throws his dick into the pot. <laughs> and uh, Josh Allen's playing Deshaun Watson. And Deshaun's like, I I'll go all in. And Josh Allen takes his cards and throws them over his head. And he's like, lateral. And Deshaun's like, I don't think you know how to play this game. Uh, it's good shit, man. Uh, anyway, watch the cartoons. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Titans got by. Weird Mike's gambling donut. Uh, the big, the, the chunky part of the donut. The Titan smash. Smash. I uh, had a four-digit smash. He's pretty pumped about it. Very unique situation with that Bills game running long, with the reviews, yep. the weird officiating. Yeah. Uh, it ended, and there was no time before the next game, and my heart was so open and so raw. I went ahead and kind of almost tripled down <laughs> on the Titans. Money line, not spread. Yep. I was hurt. That Bills game cut deep. Yep. Uh, anyway, ipso facto, bang, bang, 14 Hano. All right, remember, it's a gambling show. Posting those winnings big time. Yep. Yeah, uh, when, there's a, when there's like a doubleheader big game uh, in the gambling world and you miss in a heartbreaking way on the first game and you're like, you know, it's like a, like a breakup or something for girls. Yeah, yeah. Uh, doubling down or tripling down on the second games like the ice cream and the spoon. Oh, yeah. Feels good, gets you excited, and you forget about your previous bet very quickly because uh, you've added a couple extra zeros to the second one. So congrats to all you Titans folks. I saw, I think on Barstool, we were talking about this before the show, that uh, somebody was just partying at some random bar in the United States with some big sign that said Titans Money Line. And the guy looked wasted, and uh, it looked pretty funny. <laughs> um, that was at Tau. Was it at Tau in Vegas? In Vegas. Uh, when we went for my bachelor party in Vegas, yep. I was trying to book Tau because it was still the shit. Yep. Uh, evidently, it still is. And uh, Ray Rice was having his Super Bowl party that night, table starting at 15 G's USD. Promoter's like, I got you, bro. I got you. We're only going to be 15. K. Still bumping. Really weird. Uh, uh, yeah, just thinking about Ray Rice and stuff. Like, he was this little little pinball Clemens of a running back, sort of. And, you know, videotape services of him just knocking out his wife and then dragging her out of an elevator. His career's over, rightfully so. You know, bad stuff. Uh, Joe Mixon, who, you know, good player, everyone deserves a second chance type guy. There's a video of him literally walking to some burger joint when he was at Oklahoma and knocking out a girl. And he's in the league, and he's starting running back on the Bengals, and all is forgotten. Weird how that stuff happens. Anyway, uh, yeah, well, the political wins. Interesting. It just it's you can go from having like you know second chance granted, and it's all gone to like no, you're not getting one. That's it. Weird. Speaking of second slash last chances, yep. We got last call in the Bayou for Breeze and the boys. Wow. Twenty twenty, last call. Can't guard Mike. Uh, Sean Payton, three in a row. He, he struck out, but the equity has earned him one final at bat. That was three hard strikes. They keep decelerating. Last call in the bayou. You heard it here first, man. Uh, 
Thomas want, want out because Breeze will be a fraction. This is He's all in. Curtain call. You know, I've heard this a lot this week. Look, I just I don't see it. They're, look, Vikings came in hot. They came in steamed. They came in ready, and they got experience. If Breeze doesn't fumble that ball, they win. Just, but he did. But bad, but it's a fumble. It's not a bad. It, it's it's a it's loss. Not a, it's not a bad system. Plus, it's a, it's it should have been fumble. a push off. So like, give, got screwed again. Give Taysom Hill the ball again. What are you doing? The guy was unstoppable that day. Uh, Bills fans, if uh, Hill's a, an agent, go out and get him. <laughs> They're not letting him go. What do you mean? He's like the utility belt of the New Orleans Saints. They're not letting him go. All right. Anyway. Uh, yeah, tough one for all you Saints betters out there. I'm sure there's a lot more Saints betters than Saints fans up here, probably, in Ontario. So uh, reasonable. And they were, they were uh, you know, the spread was dangerous. That was the one game I got right this past weekend. I went one and three, my worst week uh, in, like, two months. But uh, the Vikings on spread did save me. They went out right. But, man. Also, I, we're watching the game, and I look at you, I'm like, honestly, Saints are going to lose on some weird pass interference call or non-call, and it happened. The guy pushed him off, initiated contact. Is it enough for it to be the penalty? It's not quite the controversy it was last it's year. It's only enough in that moment, it in that dome. It could have been called by the actual official on the field, but like, if you're going to review that you know, all season, unless it's really egregious, they don't call it. I'm with I'm with most football writers and say that that guy on the field should have called that. It's a big guy extending his arm. That's how he got the separation to make the catch. Make the fucking call. Speaking of, uh, that was a juicy money line to get just Saints to win. Super juicy and uh, cost a lot of people. Uh, actually, Sorry about that. I had a classic weird Mike five day parlay ending with that Viking money line. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Mike likes times. To, Mike likes to make it like a ticket that extends like four days. And some, you know, that's not enough juice for some people. You know, it's like, imagine going into a casino, laying down a $25 blackjack bet, and you got to come back four days later to find out if you want it. Except <laughs> I, uh, you get don't the first, have to drive to the casino. You get the first two cards. And I, then it's like, okay, I'll see you in four days. I can make the bet in my underwear it's, on my couch. Now, on the other side of the coin, it's actually a good play because you can hedge on this second game. However, you don't like hedging because you don't like messing with your juju. Here's what I like to do, and it's just why I do the four- to five-day parlay. Yep. <clears throat> I know a lot of the listeners like to bet, maybe not big, but sure, this will save you some time. You like the Leafs on a Tuesday, you like the Raps on the Wednesday, and you like your favorite NFL team on the Sunday. You throw your 30 beans on it, your 40 beans, and you get three games, five days of action, and uh, a cheap payoff. Giddy up. On your favorite team or your primetime game or whatever. Speaking of primetime and beans, uh, while I did not have the most success betting point spread this weekend in the NFL uh, football ranks, hit props ticket, but actually my biggest win came at the Golden Gloves. How about that, uh, Deacon Jeff? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As we continue with the uh, parade of uh, parish puns. Giddy up. If you will. Hung the fuck over on Sunday. Come home. I, the one game I do have, I got the Vikings and uh, they're going well. Winning that. Pumped up. Start talking to weird Michael about the Golden Globes. I don't like award shows. Mike watches almost everyone. But the Golden Globes I will watch because their comedian is usually allowed to say whatever the fuck he wants. It's not the Oscars. not some dog and pony show. It's the goddamn Golden Globes. And we had Ricky Gervais. Call the final time. It was awesome. And he comes up with her there with the beer. 
And he's looking right at Tom Hanks. And if you can say fuck you Hollywood jokes with Tom Hanks staring you down, Mr. fucking Rogers himself, uh, you got balls. And it was great. This guy came at you with uh, sweatshops, with Jeffrey Epstein. Loved it. With Harvey Weinstein. This guy. It was, it was ruthless. And it's ruthless. exactly what award shows need because they're stupid. Uh, if you ever, by the way, want to watch the best award speech ever, just you Google on YouTube Jerry Seinfeld hilarious award speech. And he has a six-minute speech accepting some bullshit HBO award talking about how awards are stupid. And it's the funniest thing I think I've ever watched in my whole life. Here's what ain't stupid. He goes like this. He's like, he's like why do we keep calling actors geniuses? Already? Ah, action! Cut! This man's a genius. He pretended to be Rob Johnson. <laughs> Anyway, it's great shit. Uh, let's move on. Let's move on. But yeah, I did call 1917 to win the Golden Globe and Sam Mendes to win the Best Director. <laughs> Buried under the pile of nonsense yes. was a $270 Giddy up. <laughs> Golden Globe win. And so I won the Best Director, and I'm like, yeah! And Mike looks at me, he's like, bro, you never win Best Director and Golden Globe. I'm like, unless you're kicking the walls down. And then you get and both. They did so. Uh, anyway, look who's talking. Uh, movie recommendation, nineteen seventeen. Yeah. Uh, check it out. Opens everywhere <laughs> tomorrow. That's the best fucking part. I haven't even fucking seen it. You haven't seen it. I read the New Yorker review, and, and I it was and, convincing. And that's why I fell in love with the play, Jeff, because yeah. you embraced your weird Mikeness. No, that's no. You did. <laughs> you made a play on some Hollywood buzz. Okay. The New Yorker's spitting out that article on Awards Week. It was, is officially Hollywood buzz, but, okay? You can't, you can't deny I, that. I read the article. It wasn't just the buzz of it. And Okay. <laughs> well, but the article is buzz. I'll, sure. But you know what I mean, though. Like, I, like it was a really in-depth article on how incredible this movie was. Anyway, uh, further to our uh, season-long Irishman bet. Yes. Did not looking good for me. Not looking good at all. Didn't win any Golden Globes. No. How about that, Huckster? No. A bagel, and people were taking <laughs> random shots at their table. Gervais called Joe Pesci Baby Yoda. Yeah. And they cut to him. That's exactly what he I, fucking I, I looked like. I didn't see him the rest of the night, by the way. No, no, no. I think he left. <laughs> <laughs> I think Pesci left. Yeah. Who the fuck's this guy? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Even though he probably deep down likes what he's saying. He doesn't sure. like the way he's saying it. Sure. He looks like fucking Baby Yoda. He might not even fucking hurt him. He's so, really uh, old. Uh, officially, I've gained inside track on the Oscar bet. Yeah. I'll give you that. Uh, with the no. So if the Irishman wins one Oscar, I win 20 beans from Weird Mike. Uh, all right. So there's been a lot of talk this week about uh, Tom Brady, as you predicted, Mike, because I said, like, every, you know, we'd be talking about how the Bills win big against Houston, and they could probably walk into Baltimore and beat them. And you said, no, this is the end of the era, and that's what we'd be talking about all week, and that's what every show's been fucking talking about all week, including a lot of buzz that Tom Brady might be going to another team which a couple weeks ago sounded like buzz. I still think it's mostly buzz because these things tend to sort of work out more naturally. But there is, there is some credence to this. He actually is a free agent for like the first time in his life. They usually re-ups his deal one or two years early. He's actually a free agent. And he wanted this. He asked Mr. Kraft to... I'm calling him Mr. Kraft. All right? he, likes, he likes cheap hookers down in Florida. Hey, hey Robert, it's yeah. Tom. Is anybody home? Bobby Boy, I want to be a free agent for once in my life, okay? Uh, uh, we got some Look Who's Talkers maybe heading down to Kissimmee, Florida. Did you hear this? Uh, no, I did not. Uh, yeah, they uh, might be snapping some pics. 
Get some real time going. What's in Kissimmee, Florida, besides just like a vacation? Where the fucking, where Kraft got jerked off. By oh, the fucking, uh, okay. Come on, man. All right. Kissimmee, Florida, also a... You expect me just to know that off the top of my head? Oh, it, yeah, that's where... That's it where, was 23 episodes oh, ago, Oh, the Kissimmee bro. Rub and Tug. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, solid golf deals and cheap hand jobs. Also sounds like how the way a Thai girl would say, uh, you know, <laughs> kiss me. <laughs> kiss me. <laughs> uh, but yeah. you, know, you said something in the uh, in the teaser. Yes. In the intro. Now, well, Peter Darth King. Yeah. Brady? So Peter King, he, you know, there's been some teams lined up. Because in my head, let's just cut the bullshit. I think most likely he goes back to the Patriots. But if he doesn't, if he doesn't, there's really only a couple teams that actually make sense and not in a football sense because let's take football out of it a little bit he's not going to go to some shit team he's got seven rings he's the number one quarterback of all time pretty much uh across the board he seven can, rings sorry six rings six rings he's been in nine super bowls he's got a couple years left he's going to chase these records with breeze and just you know whatever so what's new what keeps him excited? It's like a billionaire. What keeps them excited for life, you know? And I think Peter King mentioned this in, you know, the best football column in the world on profootballtalk.com, football morning in America, previously the Monday morning quarterback, Peter King, been reading it for like 25 years. Um, he'll make you smarter at football, by the way, every Monday morning. And he said the dark horse for this, after listing maybe the Chargers and Colts, were the Raiders. And if you really look into it, if you think about it, it, it is the thing that kind of makes the most sense on two fronts. One, John Gruden, who's set for life. He's got $100 million guaranteed from the Raiders. He runs the Raiders for the next 10 years at least. Maybe with a couple years left, they cut him if he's shit in the bed. Does he want to move into this new Death Star that they're building in Vegas? It's this, literally this black fucking space uh, center-looking thing that they're calling the Death Star because it's the Raiders. It sounds good. Tom's always been kind of a bad guy in a good guy's body, you know? He's been doing it the Patriot way for 20 years. He's had this, you know, authorita authoritarian coach, totalitarian coach who doesn't allow fun in the building, and he, he's been along with it. He's been along for the ride. He's got six fucking rings. The best pa sport ever, right? Patriots fans... They can't hate him. No matter what he does, they can't hate him. He goes back there, there'll be a fucking statue. That's it. He's Tom Brady. Can't really do wrong, you know? So why not? What makes, what's more interesting? Let's go open the biggest new show in the NFL in Vegas. Don't you, can't you see Tom just being like, you know what? It's been a lot of fun. And he's working with John Gruden. And then going to that quarterback room together for the next 10 years, or sorry, the next two, three years, and just try to do this. They need to go talk to the Teamsters. <laughs> and make sure Giselle can have a show, Vegas style. Right. Giselle, fashion meets fauna meets everything. Also, here's a little weird mic stuff for you. Does Giselle just getting out of Massachusetts? You know, she's an international superstar. Western Mass too. That's that's different. Right. It's, Not Boston. Yeah, that's like uh, it's you know. It's like Pickering. It's not Vegas. It's like Pickering. It's not Vegas. <laughs> not, it's, not, it's not Vegas, and you're the newest, biggest show in town. Here's a couple of stoppers to Brady in Vegas, okay? Number one, his name is the guy you've been sucking his fucking balls. John Gruden. No. Who? Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Is he, he's he's in, in the same division, right. right? He's not, you know, he's an obstacle that he's willingly going up against for what? These two years he's got left? Sure. He's got to play him once anyway in, in, in New England. You're right. You're right. So you're just playing him twice. And number two, um, 
instability, going from the most stable yeah. to literally the most unstable uh, move, uh, like the Death Star is going to be done like a week before the season. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot. It's a shroud I know. of doubt. I know. And th- there's two big, two big reasons. I just think, here's the thing. He doesn't care. Because he's only going to be there for a couple years. This isn't some this isn't some new decade long career where he's going to be with you know the Raiders. It's literally like it's like LeBron's little last Laker run here. You know, the, the, he could just do what everyone sort of wants kind of him to do and just retire as a Patriot. And I I think I'd like to see that too. But don't you think for Tom's just own personal like interest, why not experience the NFL a little bit differently? And if they pick up, like, A.J. Green or something to give him, like, a real weapon, they got Darren Waller, they got this great young running back. He's got his buddy Trent, is it Trent Williams? Trent Brown, his former left tackle yeah, who yeah. played last year. Pro bowler. Protecting his left side. He's got, he also could walk in and just say to the Raiders, hey, if I sign my fucking name, by the way, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. They bent over for Antonio Brown. They're not going to bend over for, a, for, for Tom Brady? I think they will. Uh, Tom Brady is <clears throat> far more reasonable yeah, exactly. <laughs> than, than Antonio Brown. Right. But I am all for Tom Shady becoming Darth Brady. Darth Brady. And I'm equally con- uh, fascinated with how Billy B will do without his golden boy. One extra little, yeah. Is, is one without the other? Was it the chicken and the egg? You know? Uh, that that's the storyline going into twenty twenty three. The NFL wants. I read. Ready to leave. I read something. I just, we'll move on and we'll shift in just one second. I read something a little while ago that that basically Belichick is absolutely enamored with Trevor Lawrence, and was hoping maybe there'd be like this sort of gap year where they may, maybe they might be the Warriors and just be shit, not quite on purpose, but they let the vets on defense just sort of fade off into the pasture, and they get. They, you know, they, they try Stidman, but he sucks. And then they trade up. They got this stockpile of picks, and they make sure they get Trevor Lawrence because Belichick's buddy Nick Saban said, hey, this kid's fucking amazing. He beat me at my best. I had the best team, and he still beat me. Smoked me. Anyway, one other thing. Keep in mind, Tom Brady, where did he grow up? In the Bay Area in California. Niners. Raiders. Raiders. And he's uh, been the good guy for 20 years. Uh, it's like when Hollywood... when they Hulk were the L.A. Raiders when he was watching. True, true. Uh, big but, diff. But they got fans in Oakland. Big diff. Yeah, they He's got aware Mar- of the Raiders. They got Marshawn Lynch lighting a fucking blunt. I know. And passing out shots. Don't you think he wants to have a little bit of fun? You know? He has become the Seattle Seahawk mascot. <laughs> yeah. Okay? <laughs> he's a live in-game mascot. He gets tackled. People want to, like, shake his hand yeah. and, like, help him up. They're running around to, like, oh, it was now, if quite the scene. Now, if you're Raiders management, okay, and you're even if you're Tom Brady, answer me this question honestly. And one more thing. What made Hulk Hogan so interesting towards the end of his career? It's when he turned heel and joined the N-W-O because it was just too sweet. And it, it was can't-miss television. Now, let me answer me this, weird Mike, and even you, Huck Daddy. Tom Brady signs with the Raiders in a massive surprise move. They pick up A.J. Green or some rock star receiver like that, really stockpile some weapons for a two-, three-year run here. 
Are you going to miss a Raider game next year? Uh, I don't miss any game, Jeff. I, I, I don't. So maybe this, say, goes, this uh, question goes better to Huck. Right. Yeah, I don't give a shit about Tom Brady. Ah! A true Titan fan. Yeah, he's like, why are we talking so much about the guy we just beat? Yeah, what about Derrick Henry? <laughs> yes, true story. Okay, we'll move on. Yo. But I think that'd be Yo. the most interesting thing in the offseason, like Hulk joining the NWO. Uh, I was at the wedding with Huck, and I, I tell him my props picks. You know, and I'm like, look, I got Mohamed Sanu over 33 and a half yards. Huck's not interested. He's like, yeah. I'm like, I got Julian Edelman over 67 yards. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, I got uh, Tom Brady over completions. He looks at me like I just walked into a door. And he's like, you didn't take Derrick Henry? I'm like, no, man. It was like 89 yards, 90 yards. 182 yards, And he bro. looked at me like I was over. a fucking idiot. And walked away. And that was me. That was the football god saying to me, Jeff, you've rode the Brady train one game too long. I'm so excited, and I can't hide it, <laughs> because I got honors. Yes, you do. And I'm jumping. Here we go. And I just can't hide it. Cannot wait. I know, I know, I know. the repeat. I know. Weird pick. I want you. The gambling donut. I want you. Loved and revered. I'm so excited. Okay. <laughs> Titan smash. Oh, baby. Plus 10. All right. Divisional round at Baltimore. Too many. LeVar's done it all, folks, except win in the postseason. Not saying he's not going to win. Not saying he's going to have an awesome game. It's just he hasn't done it, and now he's a 10-point favorite. Against kind of the same team. Yep. With the decidedly better running back. And bigger. And 10 is too much. And the Titans just won me 14 hundo. <laughs> and I'm feeling the love. Okay. Tannehill is serviceable. He had to make two throws. I know he went 7 for 15 or something crazy, stupid, awful. Yeah, yeah. But Rabel put the chips on his shoulder twice, and he made both the throws he needed to. I know it sounds small, but he hadn't before, right? Little bit of playoff success, a lot of momentum, and maybe no Ingram, as I'm hearing. Uh, obviously, he won't be 100 if he goes, and he, you know, he picks up a lot of blitzes. Like He's a big part of what they're doing, obviously. Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah. Uh, possible. Highly questionable. Yes. Tomorrow uh, we'll learn if he's doubtful or not. Uh, but I said it earlier, man. You let the weird kid at the party, the Tennessee Titans, he's got everybody's attention, and nobody knows what he's going to do. I'm teasing it. I'm going to sprinkle. You know what? There's the sprinkle, man. The money line. There's my two picks. There you go. I like that better than the other sprinkle. That was okay. nice. I'm going to smash the plus 10. There you go. And I will sprinkle the money line. Both probably equaling the same win amount. Uh, a little uh, math mystery for you. <laughs> but uh, that's Saturday night, and I'm jacked up for it. So weird kid, smashing, spread, sprinkling money line. Uh, there we go. I'm 12 and 11 on the year. One and one in the playoffs. Missed the over at the Superdome by a possession. Right, which was not a super sprinkle. 
It was a baby sprinkle. Baby sprinkle, as reported on the show. All right, I like the pick. Um, I do like the pick. Uh, the, the Titans, again, very similar team. Very similar team. And not just a, as you, as you said, a better running back, but a bigger one. The incredible Henry is quite the force. Now, Belichick kind of picked his... He kind of picked which weapon was going to beat him last week, and he basically said, "Look, I'm going to, I'm going to, I want you to give it to Derrick Henry, because even though it worked, he got 183 yards. They only scored. They only scored two touchdowns. 14 points. The offense just couldn't really do it, and they couldn't stop him on third down. Like it could have been executed better, but uh, either way, I think that the uh, the Titans are the exact team the Ravens don't want to face." It's more of a mirror image of themselves. Tannehill can run, too. They're a running team, and they got a good defense, and they got experience. What can you do to beat the bye week? What do you bring to the table that beats the bye week if you're one of these wild card winners? And that is sort of the theme as we go into my Hugh Picks. You! All right. Hugh Picks, ladies and gentlemen. We were 54, 42, and 3. Uh, at the end of the regular season, we went 1 and 3 last week. So we are now 55, 45, and 3. And away we go. My gold pick of the week, ladies and gentlemen, is the Seattle Seahawks plus 4 at Lambeau Field facing the Green Bay Packers. I like Russell Wilson. And more importantly, I like Pete Carroll and this coaching staff, who I believe know Aaron Rodgers, his strengths and weaknesses, better than his own coaching staff. They've been facing Aaron Rodgers in tough games or playoff games for a, a lot of the last eight years. Pete Carroll, he knows how to do this. He's done it before. And this core team, this core of coaches, I think can get it done. I think Matt LaFleur is just a bit over in over his head in these playoffs. This guy was the Titans offensive coordinator last year. He was a quarterback's coach for like four years before that. Welcome to the NFL playoffs. You got the Seattle Seahawks, Russ Wilson, and Pete Carroll coming into town. How you doing? And you're getting four points. I smell a Seattle Seahawks victory here. I like Aaron Rodgers, but I like the Seattle Seahawks team better. I don't think Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are going to do anything to surprise Pete Carroll and this defense. And the advantage that we have with the bye week I don't think Matt LaFleur is the coach to take full advantage of that. So I got the Seahawks coming in. I got plus four points on the team that I think is going to win. They're more playoff experienced. Aaron Rodgers and these Packer team hasn't been in the playoffs in three years. That's the majority of this team's first playoff game. The Seahawks, playoffs last year against Dallas. Two years before, solid playoff run. They know how to do it. They've done before, and they are not scared to walk into Lambeau and get this done. Take Seattle, plus the points, plus four. Love it. <laughs> Silver pick, I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs as my only favorite this week on the spread. Minus nine and a half. I like it. Houston doesn't have a game plan. They have a quarterback. Andy Reid has proven over the last 20 years of football coaching that he is actually the best coach off of a bye week. They are fully healthy. I don't know why they're not being talked about that much. It doesn't really matter. The Chiefs don't care. They're healthy. They have the best tight end in football. They got the fastest wide receiver in football, who's also healthy. They got the best quarterback, talent-wise, left in the playoffs. They got 
in my opinion, the best offensive coach left in the playoffs and the coach that's the hungriest. He's been to the Super Bowl once. It was 16 years ago against Tom Brady. Andy Reid is ready for this. So are the Chiefs, and they're going to make sure. They're going to get ahead early, and Deshaun Watson playing from behind against a rested Chiefs team. That Dolphins victory over the Patriots, which gave the Chiefs this bye week, is the absolute catapult the Chiefs are going to use to get down to Miami, and Houston's in the way. Uh, Deshaun Watson won't be able to do it by himself in Kansas City. Toughest place to play, especially in the playoffs. It's over. Take Kansas City big. I am joining Weird Mike and the Huck Daddy, and I will remember the Titans with my picks this week. I'm taking the Titans plus 10 for a team that I think can win the game. I got Mike Vrabel, I got a good defense, and I got the incredible Henry. And I got a game plan that I think will rival Bill Parcell's game plan against the steaming uh, Jim Kelly and Thurman Toss. Thurman Thomas, Buffalo Bills, and Super Bowl 19, so long ago, better known as Wide Right. I think the Titans are going to put together the longest drives in football history. We're going to see, literally, nine-minute drives and just see see if Lamar can do it on every drive. I think there's a lot of pressure on him. I think Mark Ingram being out really hurts him. And again, they've been steaming hot since their own bye week. Since they beat the Chiefs, the Titans are not who we thought they were. <laughs> I don't know what we thought they were. But Ryan Tannehill, we didn't really think much of. So I think it's going to be a very tight game. A classic Titans-Ravens AFC matchup. I'm talking 19-16. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Don't want to take take the game as far as who's going to win, but 10 is too many. Titans are the more playoff experienced team. This entire core of players for the Ravens haven't played a lot of playoff games. They played one last year and stunk it up against the Chargers. So the Titans have been through thick and thin. I like them. They're rolling. Take the hot team. And I like the Minnesota Vikings plus seven. Again, baby steps for the Niners. Baby steps for the Niners. I think they win this game, but I think it's a lot tighter than they would like. I can see the Niners getting off to an early lead and then expecting to just roll. And then the feisty Vikings catch up. Dalvin Cook's by those couple two weeks he took off. Best thing to happen to him. He's got fresh legs walking into these playoffs, and he's a real weapon. You also got experience. Mike Zimmer's a great coach. As I mentioned last week, the number one coach against the spread since he was hired. Nobody respects the Vikings because he's an offensive coach. Okay, but Kirk Cousins, as he proved, can get it done. If you stay away from Richard Sherman, the other DBs on San Francisco, not quite as scary. Now, San Francisco's going to come out steaming. I don't know if the Vikings O-line will be able to hold them off early. You got Nick Bosa and this O-line will be charging in that first quarter. But you know what? I think the Vikings will hold them off on defense. Jimmy Garoppolo playing in his first playoff game. Welcome to the NFL. You got an angry Vikings team that has already pulled off a miracle two years ago. and They know what it's like to stink it up the next week against the Eagles, as they did two years ago. They're not going to take this game for granted. They're not going to over-celebrate their win against the Saints. Make no mistake, the Vikings will be ready. They'll get punched in the face in the first quarter, and they'll punch back. Tight game, great game. Uh, yeah. 49ers win by a field goal in a, in a classic. Sorry, Kurt, not this year. And as a bonus pick, I like the Kansas City Chiefs to win the Super Bowl right now as a futures bet, plus 350. In my mind, they will be favorite over every single team that they could face in the NFC. So you're basically taking them to, to get to the Super Bowl, and then you could just hedge on the NFC team. And you get them at plus 350 right now. I got them beat the Texans. 
So now they, they're facing the Titans at home after what will probably be the most physical game in the playoffs against the Ravens. Or walking into Baltimore and facing a good running team. And I'll tell you why in my truth of the week, but Kansas City is going to win that game. Plus 350, futures bet. How you doing? So, a little pick recap. Indeed. Um, for all those Seinfeld fans, I'm going to be like Costanzi. You using my babies now? <laughs> the baby steps is my thing. What episode's that from? When Jerry's like, I'm putting right out of commission, baby. <laughs> Costanza's pissed. Oh, that's his line. Oh, he keeps using the babies. Baby um, steps, bro. Locke, yep. Deshaun, everybody gets them. Yep. Lamar, uh, Jimmy G. Yep. About to get his bitch slap baby steps in right now. I noticed you gave me a weird look like I dropped your baby. Uh, when I mentioned the Seahawks game with my gold pick, that one scares you, doesn't it? It does. Uh, I know when you're scared. You know what? I, it's like when you see any car pull up to the studio. Maybe you kind of <laughs> uncovered the... People uh, use Uber Eats all around the street. All right, you got to relax. <laughs> um, You're shook. Gun to your head. Who's winning that game? Seahawks, Packers, to Green. save your life. I'll take Green Bay. Yeah, you, you kind of got to, right? You kind of got to. I think this comes down to coaching. I think Matt LaFleur's just slightly in over his head in this one. Before you, uh, I think KC's going to roll hard. Yep. Obviously, I love the Tennessee. Sure. Plus 10. Uh, Mini hit it this weekend, and I'm hoping to hit it again. Uh, before I hit the truth of the week, more baby news in the Look Who's Talking universe, bro. Are you pregnant? Uh, stop asking me that, bro. Sorry. It's a real the, thing you the, got there. The resolution <laughs> ain't going as planned. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, John Lucas Subasati, born to Cousin Rich, day one listener here in Mimico. Where the wedding was. Big weekend for Look Who's Talkers in Mimico. Indeed. Congratulations, Rich and Val. John Luca, an old school Italian name. Everybody in LaSalle and all the Montreal crew super excited. He went old school Italian. Didn't drop a Noah or a Caden. or he just kept it old school, Rich. We love you. Congratulations. Anyone who's had babies recently, look, listen to the show. Um, yeah. You know what's funny about Italians? You guys always include the word cousin. When referencing your cousin as a nickname, like, like hey, cousin Rich, or like Goodfellas, like, hey, it's cousin Pete, you know? Like, I, when I go home for Christmas, like, maybe call me a munja cake or whatever the hell you guys call, you know, white people. Yeah. But we, I'm just like, hey, Andrew, how are you? <laughs> it's not like, hey, cousin Andrew, what's up, bud? Um, it's not a good or bad thing, it's just kind of interesting. Congratulations, cousin Rich. Take Kansas City to win the Super Bowl. Right fucking now. Start that kid's yeah. college fund. Absolutely. ASAP. I'm a financial guy. Make it work. Now. Make the numbers work. Yeah. Kansas City win the Super Bowl, folks. I'm going to tell you why in my truth of the week. Hey. Yo, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. Truth of the week, folks. The Andy Reid has not slept. Not since he got this bye week. And especially not since... He watched his number one adversary, nemesis even, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick get eliminated from the playoffs. Since Andy Reid joined the AFC with the Chiefs, there's been three quarterbacks in his way of making the, the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl that he has not won yet, even though he's been one of the most successful coaches in league history. And being a great, great guy, uh, seemingly from everything I read, and a real player-friendly coach who cares about his team, 
and also does it in a real family-type way. A great guy to play for, everyone says. So he's a good guy to cheer for, especially if you like donuts. <laughs> but there's been three quarterbacks in, in the way since he, since he joined the AFC. Tom Brady, who just got eliminated by Huck's Titans. Peyton Manning, who's now just the funniest guy on ESPN. And Big Ben Roethlisberger, who has gotten even bigger <laughs> and uh, is, might be retiring from football to play the abominable snowman <laughs> in some Broadway play. I am the Yeti. <laughs> the guy's really big. Um, and all those guys are out of the way. Make no mistake, folks. You can think all you want about Baltimore this year or you know the rise of San Francisco. But Goliath just got eliminated from the playoffs. And it was the New England Patriots. And now Andy Reid knows that this is his best chance ever in his whole career. He's got the best quarterback left, skill-wise, in, in the playoffs, Patrick Mahomes. He's got to face this horribly coached team with a defense that's got some leaks against a, you know, a, a bad O-line or a struggling O-line. And I, his defense has Spagnolo, who's had time to actually implement his attack the quarterback type defense. Deshaun is going to be running for his life all day at Arrowhead. So now you got the Baltimore Ravens, perhaps, in the way. With Lamar Jackson, a quarterback. Now, who does Andy Reid have more experience with than any other coach, probably, in the NFL? Michael Vick. He beat Michael Vick when he was the coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. He beat Mike Vick and the Atlanta Falcons in his prime in the playoffs in Atlanta. Then, after a little session at Levensworth, picked up Mike Vick, got him on his team, knows the strengths and weaknesses of a Mike Vick-like offense probably better than anybody, and the defenses that you can institute as a system which can help, help him struggle. And in my opinion, Mike Vick is still a better quarterback, threat, whatever you want to call it, than Lamar. Atlanta might not have put their defense or their offense all around this running game that, you know, maybe Mike Vick would have even flourished with more, but you still practiced all week to beat this dual threat like guy. And it was even tougher because he was a lefty. So you, it's always in the back of your mind that he's running now because he's got the ball in his fucking left hand. And then he just pops up and zings it down the field more accurately with more zing than Lamar does. I'm not saying Lamar's not great. He's great. MVP this year. But Andy Reid knows how to beat a quarterback like this because he'd been doing it all his career, and then he had the guy on his team. He beat him already this year. So then who's in the way? Doesn't matter. Andy Reid's going to do everything he can. He's a smart enough coach to do it. I just think that uh, get the Chiefs while you can, plus 350. You heard it here first. Futures bet. When you get to the Super Bowl and it's the Chiefs versus the Niners or the Chiefs versus the Packers or the Chiefs versus the Seahawks, Chiefs are favored. And you got them at plus 350. And now we can really play. Giddy up, folks. Like 1917, the movie. I saw it coming. Truth of the week from Father Hewlett. Raining down upon us. Uh, truth of the week. That futures, eh? Yeah, man. Plus three fifty. Take, I'm, I'm, take, I'm take it now. Ch- I'm up a chunk. Take it now. Should I? Yeah. Should I? We'll put two on it. So now you got seven hundred. If the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, 
And you can immediately, if they just make the AFC Championship game, and if it's against the Ravens, they'll be slightly dogged, sure. No, I think they'll be favored. Well, whatever. Doesn't, I think they should be favored, too. But what did Vegas think? Probably maybe Ravens by two. Either way, now you can take the Ravens money line for 50 bucks, 100 bucks, and just start making money into that futures bet. This is how your buddy Holzauer does it. Speaking of Holzauer. Holy fuck balls. He is our boy, our Jeopardy boy, the, the record-setting man. From earlier this year on Jeopardy is in the greatest Jeopardy person of all time tournament. It's the Jeopardy goat, the greatest of all time. Versus Ken Jennings and the other guy. Brad. Brad something. Ken and James. Yes. One's got all the records. One's got the most money. One's got the most shows. Yep. And they're doing a double show each day. Aggregate total. First to three. It's fucking awesome. It could go eight days of prime time. Seven. Didn't we say seven? Because each guy would have two, and then the next day someone wins, so there would be seven days. Either way, check it out. Jeopardy starts at seven, eight o'clock. It's actually in prime time. Fucking awesome. Uh, How about a little less cursing, uh, Harris? Oh. uh, (laughs) On the Jeopardy referencing, because people PVR things and watch things at different time. And in group chat, sometimes this causes problems. They're rarely getting questions wrong. It's pretty cool. Uh, so yeah. you guys can keep up, man. That's impressive, man. All right. Quality uh, programming. A couple things to think about this weekend. Uh, the curse of Marshawn. The curse of Marshawn. The Packers won a Super Bowl. Shortly after that, Marshawn Lynch won, uh, was a free agent coming out of Buffalo or wanted out of Buffalo. Rogers, Aaron Rodgers, it's his buddy from Cal. They were on yeah, Cal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the Cal Bears together. He said, pick this guy up. He's undervalued coming out of Buffalo. He's the best thing ever. He's also the best guy ever. We need him on this team. And the Packers GM was like, no, 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 we don't, we don't do that stuff. You know, we don't get, go, go out and get the best running backs. And he goes to Seattle, and the rest is history. Packers haven't, really haven't been back to the Super Bowl since. I'll get Leslie to check those stats in those years, but I think that's pretty much right. Either way... You got you got the, the 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 replacement refs game, you know Seattle and the Packers. You got the Packers being up 16 points midway through the third quarter in the NFC Championship game. Seattle coming back, the the the, the onside kick and all that jazz. And now you got Marshawn re-signing for this playoff run. You get this weird uh, delay of game call last week, uh, last week of the regular season, because otherwise Seattle wouldn't ever be playing Green Bay. Now you got Marshawn and company coming back into Green Bay. And uh, will the curse of Marshawn live on for Aaron Rodgers? We'll see. Those six inches on Sunday night that sent Seattle to the five hole is the blessing in disguise. For who? For Seattle. You think? Because they just kind of half-willed themselves to. They didn't play all their cards in that game. They did what they had to against Philly, who we said loves the nobody, but even that has limits. Yeah, yeah. They were into emergency QBs, uh, Greg Ward, leading receiver, about to play QB. When all you got is Boston Scott, uh, no bueno. Boston Scott, that's all we got. Uh, so, and now Phil, and you, you like Seattle, obviously. You even think they're going to pull the upset. I so, do, I do. And now we're one mini upset away from them hosting the, the NFC Championship, so I think it was actually really good. Everybody thinks that Seattle-San Fran game would have been like this epic trilogy. Yep. No, I think 
San Fran nuts well, up at home and would have rallied them. Well, I think we see it again anyway. And it's no. a championship game. San Fran, Seattle. There we go. Wow. Could be a good one. Kirsten Marshawn lives on. A uh, uh, couple of coaching hires. Mike McCarthy hired by the Dallas Cowboys. While they were interviewing other coaches, they had not fired Jason Garrett yet. They basically said to Jason Garrett, hey, just, uh, just hold on. We're not quite sure. As they're interviewing Mike McCarthy. And what did Jason say? Sure, I'll sure, hold. Sure, sure, I'll do it. Okay? It's like imagine your wife says to you, I think I want a divorce. Not sure. I'm going to interview some other husbands this weekend. And always, why don't you just you know, make some dinner or something? I'll, be, I'll, I'll let you know. One might get serious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And then, so anyway, they hire McCarthy. Garrett's gone. And then I'm hearing, reading these reports that like maybe the Redskins or the Giants are talking about bringing Garrett on as an offensive assistant or something. The guy is not hireable right now. Are you fucking kidding me? He's been with the Dallas Cowboys as Jerry's sort of kind of little bitch coach or Troy's little bitch backup quarterback. Like anything to stay in the Cowboys organization for literally the last 22 years or something like that. Off and on, the last 30, since he left Princeton, this guy was a backup to Troy Aikman for seven years. He was offensive coordinator for Parcells for like you know, four or five. He's been married to the Dallas Cowboys for over two decades. You're going to hire him in Washington? He's going to show up crying. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> Dallas is the sexy bitch he'll never get over. They got like Dallas week one. He's like, I don't even want to talk about them right now. Can we just focus on week two? Anyway. Uh, give Garrett a couple of years to get over this. I could uh, see him working for free as a Cowboys quality control coach just to keep his family all in Dallas and he just, you know, he can keep clapping. Um, uh, you know, with the annual coaching purge slash, you know, hire. Yep. Uh, spree, whatever you want to call it. You get the college kids just being left or not in the NCAA coaching ranks as they start throwing out way more money to coach in the NFL than they used to. Um, Matt Rule out of Baylor s signed two years ago. Made four-year commitments with four- and five-star recruits. That's why Baylor was in the Sugar Bowl. Yep. These kids rearranged their lives and their future, and now this guy skips town. ASAP. I don't think it's a cookie. I don't think it's as, as cookie cutter of a situation as you're making it out to be. What? It's pro football. What do you mean? He's, he cutter. says he says to the kids, "Hey, look, that was my plan." Then they offered me to be the coach for sixty million dollars of the Carolina fucking Panthers. I got Christian McCaffrey, a good defense, and like, yeah, my family's set forever, and I'm a pro football coach. It's thirty-two jobs. Sorry. Anyway, it happens too much. People leaving teams before bowl games. I fucking hate it. It's my least favorite part of the football business when the kids uh, in the college ranks get left for not. Sure. Okay? Like, you know, we don't know what rules said to these fans. He's in those living rooms, man. He's like a preacher. The guy follows. He's, he's like you, bro. The guy follows his own rules. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the puns are endless, and I'm yeah. down with that. Right. But anyway, there you go. There's uh, the softer side of Sears for you. Uh, weird Mike style. All right? All this fucking leadership and fellowship and... Parish nonsense. <laughs> Digging up some yeah. old wounds. You know what I mean? Yep. I now pronounce you uh, the Incredible Henry. Uh, bold picks? Any, any bold, bold? What are we going to be talking about 
on Monday. You nailed this last week. What's everyone going to be talking about on Monday? Uh, I think everybody's going to be talking about the... No, the Chiefs on the warpath is going to like really pick up steam. Like Because they just win by a shit yeah. ton. Houston's been here a lot, but has never excelled on this stage in the divisional. And doesn't look like they are again. So I think, uh, you know, kind of been flying under the radar, Chiefs. Yeah. Semi, sort of. Uh, not anymore. Uh, so that's what I think everybody's going to be talking about. I think, uh, I think everyone will be talking about what turns into the game, one of the games of the year. Packers, Seahawks. With Seahawks winning another amazing one. Russ Wilson, you know, with his cliched interview. Blah, 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 blah. Thank you, God. Uh, you know, thank oh. you to my rocket wife. And go Hawks. <laughs> uh, and, and, and in, in the Graceland of football, a.k.a. Lambeau Field. Great place to watch, uh, to watch a great football game. Can't wait. Wherever you're watching this weekend, look who's talkers. Let us know. Uh, hit us up if we're making you some money. If you got a better pick than we, than, than we do, we'll throw out our guest picks next week, and we'll be posting some props picks this weekend for our favorite games. Do you have a props pick off the top of your head before we go to shut the huck up? Uh, if you're looking to make your prop deadlines, uh, reminder, Sunday's games are not at 1 and oh, that, 4. That actually is helpful. They are at 3 and 6.30. Yes. Uh, they're treating the divisional like a championship Sunday. Because why the hell not? Um, yeah. Yep. And uh, viewing, shall we get some movie advice earlier, 1917? Yep. Those of you that uh, kind of got caught up in Ballers a bit, like it was kind of going around, mm -hmm. and then they kind of bailed on it, finish up Ballers, because fucking The Rock, a.k.a. Spencer Strasmore, <laughs> fucking kicks ass. And I was clapping, man. It was 2 in the morning, just finished binge-watching the season, clapping. Like Jason Garrett and my fucking Mutandis <laughs> after a fucking intense binge watch. Shut the huck up. What do you say? Normally we gross you out in the first eight minutes. We saved it for the last eight seconds, folks. Big Weird Mike and his Mutandis rocking Titans blue body paint. Picture that. No, I Enjoy mentioned it. in the first ten minutes. Oh, yeah, that's with true. Because the, uh, the bookie doesn't carry, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Go Titans. Giddy the fuck up, folks. By the power invested in me, by the, the, the state of look who's talking. Enjoy the weekend. Here we go.